1: honored to be connecting in with you on the author's journey where we meet with amazing best-selling authors from all different walks of life all different types of genres that have been able to bring their book forward in such a way that it has been received as a bestseller or above. So I'm just thrilled to have each of you joining us as we lean into this conversation. I know you're going to enjoy our guest. I do every single time I have the opportunity to connect and talk with her. I always have a smile on my face and I'm inspired, so I know you'll feel the same. And today we're going to be talking about discovering power. Not only does that tie into her powerful book she's going to be talking about, but it also ties into things that we can really do to discover our own power as readers, as writers, as people navigating the journey of life. How can we do that in an empowered and powerful way? I know you're going to lean in and enjoy the conversation. So in order to get the most out of our time together today, I want to encourage you to take a deep breath. In through the nose, all the way to your toes. And then breathe out. One of the secrets I've discovered around being empowered and keep breathing as as I'm just sharing. I've discovered when I slow down, I center, I pause, I mindfully breathe in and out. It helps me become present. It takes just one moment or two, and it helps me find my center, my balance, and so I can step forward in a more mindful and purposeful way. As I'm breathing in, I can breathe in all of that support, oxygen, things that are enriching to me, and as I breathe out, I release what no longer does. It lowers my stress levels, creates room and space for more, all in just a few breaths. So that's my tip for helping all of us step into our power as readers, as writers, and as we are living and moving forward in our respective journeys of life. So honored to have each of you here. Another tip I have is to grab a piece of paper, a pencil, or your favorite writing utensil so that you can capture ideas, insights, things that spark as Karen and I share today. I know that you will have something spark within you, and I want you to be able to capture it, keep it top of mind. And by writing it down, that way you won't lose it, and you can glance at your paper later on and put that into action. Because sometimes we let those things that come to the top of our mind and get spark, we lose them because we let them pass by. So today, I want you to capture them. I want you to be listening with ears to hear, heart to receive, and really give your attention to our amazing guest, and let her pour her wisdom and insight into your heart and spirit. With that, I welcome everyone, and I'm excited to introduce our amazing guest. Karen Ann Bullock is the author of the Ascending Ladders Trilogy. I love when we get to speak with an author that has multiple volumes (laughs) that they are bringing forward. So the Ascending Ladders Trilogy. She's a leadership coach for women an international best-selling author and founder of Daring to Transcend. Through her proprietary transcendence methodology, she works with leaders to integrate the whole self and thrive. Karen was the first woman promoted to executive vice president at AM Best Company, And she's a dynamic speaker that is absolutely passionate about helping you flourish and thrive. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful, dynamic, and transcendent Karen Ann Bullock. Welcome. Thank
0: you, Rebecca, so much. I'm really excited to be here today and to talk about
1: my book and have a great conversation with you. Wonderful. I'm, I'm excited for all of the above as well. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Welcome, welcome. And I'd love to start our conversation with why. Why this work of working with women and really helping empower them in leadership and in all they're doing, this integrating of whole self, why is this work so important to you and how does writing fit into that?
0: well that that's a great question i I think it started at towards the end of my corporate career you know I was in a great position you know I was executive vice president I had you know lots of responsibility um, i loved i loved a lot of aspects of my job i really did um you know I enjoyed the people I worked with, but I kept feeling like there was this hole in me, like that there were parts of me that weren't being used, that I wasn't able to express in the corporate environment. And I just kept getting this, you know, nudge that, you know, I needed to do something different. I needed to do something more. And writing was a big part of that, because Okay, I was an English major in college, I will confess, I'm a crazy (laughs) avid reader, and I've always had a dream of writing a book of my own, but it it was beyond just writing a book. It was really looking at all the women particularly, although this applies to a lot of men too, but women in particular in the corporate environment who were not really able to fully express themselves, not really able to use all their skills and talents. And I wanted to help them because I feel like it's super important for everyone to use all the gifts that we have and bring them forth into the world. I think it would make the world a lot better place. So that is why I'm so passionate about it.
1: I love it. And I love that you listened to that nudge, And he kept following it and you're bringing, I didn't know that you were an English major. So I love to know that as well, that you brought forward so many talents that you've woven together to really continue to step into this place of supporting women in particular in in so many different ways. I, I love that. So I'd love to to talk a little bit about a trilogy. So there may be people out there that are thinking of writing a book someday or have been working on it and it gets bigger and bigger and maybe it'll come forward or it'll become a series of some sort. I'd love to know what your journey has been, how you stepped into writing a book and then how you discovered it was a trilogy. Maybe you knew it right in the beginning. Maybe it's something that evolved. I'd love to know your journey.
0: Well, I definitely did not know I was writing a trilogy to start with. So I'll put that right. I I will put that right out there. I did not know that. In fact, when I started writing this, I had no idea it was even going to be fiction. And I had this idea that I was going to write a book about leadership and about Risk, take, risk taking, which is really the the aspect of leadership that I work with women on most, mm-hmm. and I started writing, you know, a nonfiction book, and and it, it's it was boring. <laughs> I, I was bored with it, so I was like, okay, I, I kind of abandoned the project entirely until one day I was out for a walk and, you know, you talked earlier about taking space and centering yourself. And I think, you know, being in nature and and getting some at least moderate exercise is one is another way to really do that. And so Mm -hmm. I was out on a beautiful day, taking a walk and I sort of started hearing the story of discovering power, at least the beginning of the story of discovering power and my heroine Cheryl as I was walking and I thought okay this is kind of interesting so I came home and I wrote it down and, and I thought okay well let's let's see where this goes let's play with it. So I started playing with it and as I wrote it, um, I kept hearing more of the story, I, I kept getting more involved with Cheryl and the other characters in the book and really enjoying it. And, and that's how Discovering Power really unfolded to begin with. It wasn't until really I finished the book and had somebody else read it that they said, well, this book needs a sequel. <laughs> like, there's, mm. things that, there, there's things that I want to know what happens next. And so it needs a sequel. So that's when I got the idea of, oh, okay, there's another one. And then as I started writing that one, it's like, oh, well, I think there's another one, too, because I want to explore, I think, you know, these other characters need to have more explanations. So (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. it
0: it kind of evolved into a trilogy. It was not an intentional thing. It just evolved into one.
1: (laughs) I, I love your willingness to follow that. To let it unfold and become more and to take that in and and see. And as a writer, because this is fiction that you're writing, because I know you started doing a nonfiction book originally and were not excited by it. And then got this idea right. to, to bring forward as you heard the characters. Now, as you're writing, do you know where everything is going or does it kind of reveal itself as it's unfolding as the characters are speaking to you, you discover and start to write down, or do you know where it's going all, all of it? Um,
0: mostly I listen to the characters and see where it goes. Cause mm-hmm. I often get surprised by what is, is going to, what happens because all of a sudden I'll be like, wait a minute, you want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, well, we'll go with it and see where it goes. And, uh, sometimes I have, I do have some ideas when I start about no. where I want or I think the story is going to go, or there's certain aspects of it like um, that that happen, like the prologue of discovering power. I kind of knew that from the beginning, and then of course that had to play out at the end of the book, so I knew that piece of it. But some of the some of the ways the plot unfolded and some of the things that Cheryl did along the way. Now, I had no idea. I was like, okay, this is really interesting. We'll go with it and see where it goes.
1: (laughs) I love that because you're discovering as you're creating. It's so beautiful. And allowing the characters to almost become these living, breathing entities as the story comes forward. And you see where it goes and and let it unfold. I, I love that. Really, really, really cool. So this this first book in the trilogy, "Discovering Power," that was just recently released, it was out into the the world of fiction and it came back as a bestseller as it was first released out to the world, which is really exciting. And congratulations on on that accomplishment. Thank you. Absolutely. And. I'd love for you to just share a little bit about this book. People who are are interested in seeing the characters and who's this Cheryl and wants to learn a little bit more. Do you mind sharing a little bit of what this book's about? Not at all. So
0: it goes back to a little bit to my corporate experience. So Cheryl is an IT executive and, you know, I will confess that I was one of those for a good part of my career, not all of it, but a good part of it. Mm -hmm. And so it is it is set in the corporate setting, and it is a situation where Cheryl has a crisis of conscience, I think is the best way of putting it. She gets to a point at work where there's things that are changing in her company, there's management changes, and sort of the corporate culture starts to make a left turn. In a way that's really not compatible with her inner values, with her way of being, and with the way the company's been, so she Mm -hmm. is then really forced to face: Oh my gosh, now what do I do? Um, Do I stay here? Do I leave? How how do I make this better for my staff, for the for my colleagues? How do I deal with the management that's? changing everything. You know, she has all these questions. And I think they're the kinds of questions that a lot of people are faced in corporate environments. But it's also things that people, questions that people face, you know, at various times in our lives when, when we're running up against a situation where our values are incompatible with the situation we're in and we don't know how to reconcile that. and And that's really the journey that Cheryl goes on, how do I reconcile this? What's the best way for me to do this, both for myself and for the other people involved in the situation?
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And I I had the opportunity and privilege of reading this book, and I loved it. I found there were unexpected twists and turns. I enjoyed the journey. I found I was stretched at different parts and um, could really feel the emotions and the questions and things that were faced in the book. So just really, really well done. And I'm excited mm-hmm. for it to ripple out. Absolutely. The first thing I had when I finished the book was, well, I want to know what happens next. When When is book two coming out? So I know we're <laughs> going to talk about that. <laughs> very very soon Uh, but first we're going to go to our next commercial break or our first commercial break I should say so listeners as you enjoy these two minutes I encourage you to think about what do you have birthing within you are you willing to follow the nudge and let it discover where it's going and what it's becoming being open to that I want you to play with that idea a little bit and we'll continue our conversation in just two minutes
0: Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and perhaps had a couple ideas spark or something that you've been even stuck with. Sometimes that happens. We're getting stuck because we keep trying to pursue something one direction, one way, and taking that break or taking a walk in nature as Karen was sharing or pausing and breathing, shifting our energy a little bit and being open to what could be. Perhaps letting the situation or the characters or the project speak to you and share what could be can be a great way to shift and move forward. And I love that Karen is so able to do that and allows herself to be surprised (laughs) at what's being created. And what can be done. And it's created such a powerful book. And I was mentioning just before we went to break how the first thing I wanted when I finished the book is I took a breath and I just kind of soaked in everything. And then I wanted book two. (laughs) And I am sure I'm not the only one. So Karen, have others asked for book two as well? (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: I have had others ask for book two, no doubt about that. I've got a couple people that are,
1: when is it coming? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So for anyone who's thinking about that and wants to get both book one and book two, when is book two going to be available? And they can write that on their calendar.
0: Book two is going to be available on September 28th, I believe.
1: So it's just around the corner. I'm excited about Wonderful. I love that. So just, just around the corner, one quarter away <laughs> that we can uh, lean in and get a copy of book two. So I encourage everyone, write that date on your calendar. Um, certainly check out book one. We'll let you know how to do that in a little bit. But I know when you finish book one, you're going to want to know where and when to lean into book two. So it's just around the corner. It's <laughs> September 28th. I encourage you to write that on your calendar. That's when it'll first be available. And I was thinking as you have leaned into this trilogy and and are birthing it and bringing it forward, were there surprises? So we had the one surprise where you thought it was going to be a nonfiction book, and that was not the case. (laughs) It was a fiction book being created, a trilogy, in fact. So a couple surprises already. Were there other surprises in the process of writing bringing this forward, launching it into the world. Things that you had to navigate that you could share about a little bit. Yeah, well, there
0: there's always surprises when things mm-hmm. when, when you do big projects like this. And for me, there's always surprises when you go outside of your comfort zone. And and obviously bringing a book into the world and and putting it out there for people to read and potentially criticize is always a big it's a big deal. And I kind of didn't even realize how big a deal it was until about a week and a half before the launch of Discovering Power. I got sick. Like, I got a cold. And I'm going, wait a minute. And my husband's going, you never get sick. Why are you sick? Mm-hmm. And when I looked back, the last time I had been sick was around another big step out of my comfort zone. I thought, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm this is what this is. My body is going, wait a minute. I'm not sure what I want you to do this. So maybe we should slow down here. And once I realized that I could kind of address it and I got better pretty quickly and I was fine by the day of the launch, but I think I could even talk to you the week before with Mm a very weighty voice. (laughs) Your voice is very deep. deep. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think the one of the big takeaways for me is is how our unconscious or our subconscious can kinda creep up in big moments like this and and and, and try to actually derail us or, or slow us down. And I will be much more aware of that going into the launch of book two and, and other big launches now because um I don't wanna let that happen to me and it didn't. It obviously, it didn't stop me, but it was. It's just really interesting to how sometimes your body kind of tries to take
1: over and react when you're in big situations like that. Well, I'm protecting you, keeping you from this new thing. <laughs> we yep. don't know about this. So, <laughs> exactly. but how powerful that is, and really great information and insight for us to think about too. That are there patterns like that? I love how you instantly looked at that. I realized, you know, something's going on. And, you know, the last time was a big outside my comfort zone. I mean, that's really beautiful insight. And I think a great thing for us to think about, too, is if we notice patterns in our life like that that aren't serving, how can we get curious and release that so we can move forward in powerful ways? Any tips you would give someone? Because I know you're, you're really specialized in helping leaders out there navigate risk. And this is an element of risk advice that you would give oh, us in oh. doing such things <laughs> <So huge. laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it's a huge element of risk and yeah i do i do work with leaders on navigating risk and one of the first things that i always start with is starting with your why why are you doing it why are you taking the risk why is this so important to you because at the end of the day when you get really connected to that why it gives you the motivation and the impetus and the love and the love to overcome fear. And that's mm-hmm. really important because love conquers fear any day of the week,
1: mm-hmm. but we
0: often forget to tap into that love when, we, when that fear starts bombarding us. So that's the first tip that I always give people about risk-taking is why are you taking the risk? What do you love about it? And that is is such a big step towards overcoming the fear that can can jump in the way.
1: Mm, I love that. Really deeply connecting in with that why can help. I think boost you up, give you clarity, and kind of. I think sometimes when we're in the the thick of it and we're feeling all these things, and the fear comes in, we forget this is voluntary. <laughs> that we are choosing. <laughs> <laughs> to take the risk to step in and or step forward or do some of these things. And sometimes I think, at least for me, I can kind of forget that. (laughs) And so when I take a breath, I remind myself that I am choosing to move in this way. I'm choosing to do this. I'm not a victim. (laughs) I'm choosing It somehow shifts some of that for me. So anything you'd add to that? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I I mean, it it
0: is a choice. We do have a choice how we're going to move forward and lay forward or we're going to take risks or we're going to stay with the status quo and how, how we're going to take the risks too because another, you know, another tip obviously is to start small. You don't have to take huge risks all at once. But when you're connected with the why and you are feeling that love, you are also you know, connected with that universal energy that can amplify your love and can help you move forward. You talked about me listening to the nudges. You know, Mm -hmm. there's that energy that comes into us when we're on the right track and you not only get nudges, but I feel like you get support for Mm -hmm. the risks that you're taking and the big endeavors that you're doing from sometimes very unexpected places and I, I felt that during my book launch. I mean, one of the things that was just amazing to me is how many people really stepped up to support me, you know, going above and beyond what I expected. And, mm-hmm. and that was a beautiful piece of that universal energy coming back into play because I was stepping forward with love and with power and with um, passion to, to put this project out in the world.
1: Oh, I love it. And and you also had a great clarity, purpose. You really knew your why, why you were doing what you're yeah. doing and bringing it forward. And that's something that really stood out to me. So we had a couple of conversations there along the way. And and that really stood out to me as you were birthing this book and um, sharing it with the world. Um. So just just great advice. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. The other part I wanted to touch on that you mentioned is that You got to kind of started to hit you about a week and a half, week, week and a half before the launch and started to feel a little bit vulnerable and it's hitting you in a new way as this is going out into the world and it can feel like you don't quite know how it's going to be received. So any advice you would give authors out there that are looking to bring their book forward to navigating um, that vulnerability, that, that, um, that pause before the release?
0: Well, the first thing is to be gentle with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. To, to understand what you're going through and to be compassionate towards yourself. The, the last, the worst thing you can do is start to judge yourself for feeling these feelings of weakness and vulnerability, right? But, because they're normal. And so, to really understand that, accept that, and be gentle with yourself. Get more rest. Eat, eat well exercise, you do the things that you need to do to take care of you and build in extra time for that ahead of time. Mm. Because I, I think that's one of the things that I really didn't do that well here is is build in that extra time for myself to do the self-care, to to get more rest, to take more breaks, to get out in nature, to you know, to do those kinds of things. And trust me, I will be... <laughs> doing those things in September when book two comes out, because, you know, I'm aware of them now, but I think the biggest thing leading into a launch of any kind, you know, but a book in particular is to give yourself the space to take care of yourself while you're going through the process and be gentle with yourself.
1: Hmm. Really, really great advice. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And that being kind and gentle to yourself makes such a difference and extra special care of yourself too. I love it. Um, As we kind of reflect back on our conversation today, I really enjoyed this time that we've had together. You're sharing. Is there anything on your heart that you would like to let our listeners know as we um, get close to the end of the show? I'd love for you to have a moment to share what's on your heart. Well,
0: Risk-taking is always on my heart, and mm-hmm. I would really encourage listeners to think about what risks they're not taking in their lives and what the cost of that is to them, to their psyche, so to speak. I know for me, before I left my corporate job, I felt whole. I felt empty. I felt unfulfilled, and I needed to take that risk do something different and make changes in my life. Now, they don't have to be as drastic as what I did or what I'm talking about, but when you get those feelings of being unfulfilled, of not being whole, of being stuck, it usually means you're not taking a risk, and I would just encourage our listeners to evaluate. Where are you not taking a risk in your life that is causing you angst or unhappiness, And how can you go about doing that? Because we need you to take risks and show up in the world as the
1: best person that you can be. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Karen. I so appreciate that. And I wanted to give everyone an opportunity to connect in with you deeper, to follow some of the things you're doing. So I'd love, we've talked about your second book and we've let people know it's a trilogy. So listeners, just in case you missed that, that means there'll be a book three too (laughs) that will be coming as well. But book two is just around the corner. It'll be released in September. I'd love for you to share how we can connect with you, how we can go deeper, if there's a way to get on your list for book two, and where we can get book one.
0: Well, you can get book one on Amazon, Mm -hmm. Discovering Power, Karen Ann Bullock. Uh, If you want information about book two and all the other pieces of the trilogy and things that I'm doing around the book, You can go to ascendingladders.com, which is the name of the series, ascendingladders.com, and you can sign up for my book list there, and that will give you access to updates and information as well as my weekly newsletter where I talk about risk-taking and different aspects of that. So that's probably the easiest way to get on my list. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, Karen Ann Bullock, and... uh, my website is daringtotranscend.com. Beautiful. Beautiful places you can find me.
1: Wonderful. I love that you're so available and accessible. <laughs> That's great. You've got all the different avenues that we can uh, reach out and connect with you. That's a real gift for those of us wanting to stretch and to take risks. And I love that you stand for that and are leaning in to help so many of us and really bringing a lot of great insight forward through this powerful fiction series Ascending Ladders. Oh, uh, Thank you so much for your time today and all that you are doing with the world. And one thing that you did mention is that um, if they wanted to also know some of the things you're building around the book series. So I just wanted to take a moment and if you can give us a little bit of a taste of what some of those things are. So as we're leaning in to to get on your book list there, we know some of the things to watch for and pay attention to.
0: Well, I am going to be putting together a couple of virtual book readings and discussions about Discovering Power later this month and maybe a few times over the summer because I love to talk to people and dive into the topics in the book with with them and get you know and get feedback and and ideas and and share excitement about that. So that, that's one of the things Um, Obviously, there's book two, and there will also be a journal for book one for Discovering Power coming out. Sometime, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to get that out there, but um, I'm working on a journal for it, too. So those are a couple of the things that people will hear about if they sign up for the list.
1: I love it. <laughs> so thank you for sharing. And hopefully that piques interest and gives us some things that we can lean into and get involved and go deeper. I really appreciate your time today and all of your sharing. Listeners, I want to thank you for leaning in and being part of the conversation as well. I encourage you to reach out to Karen. She's always positive, great insights, and brilliant. So a wonderful person to be able to connect with and go deeper. So I definitely encourage you to do that as well. Also, I wanted to share a gift series with you that for those of you who are writing, and you may be in different steps in that process, different ways that you're looking at bringing information forward, I wanted to share a free resource with you, and this is part of our gift to you to support all of the writers and authors out there. And it's a series that contains different. I call them ebooks, but they're about the length of a chapter. There's a series of nine of them, and they cover everything from myths and truths about publishing, launching, what is a best-selling launch, do I need one or not, um, to I have an idea, how do I bring it forward, what's the structure, to what do I need to know, my manuscript's written, now what? So all those types of questions that we get, you can learn more at the EmergingAuthorSeries.com site, EmergingAuthorSeries with an S.com, and download that free resource. I hope it supports you in your journey. Thank you all for joining us, and I encourage you take a couple moments at the end of our show today, review your notes, and put one to two things into action based on what you learned today. Keep reading, keep writing, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward.